Chapter Twenty of the Sacred Herb by Fergus Hume. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Mr. Rover explains. It's a lie," repeated Constance, seeing that Prelice did not say a word. Dolly is a little cruel fool, who tyrannizes to the full extent of his weak powers. But I don't believe that he killed Agstone. Well," drawled Prelice reflectively on the face of it there appears to be no reason and yet this sham frock is in this rubbish cupboard dolly can explain breathed mrs rover hopefully can he explain why he entered ned's flat to he didn't he didn't it's impossible i tell you constance declared the other seriously you said yourself that mr rover would be glad to see ned dead out of sheer jealousy i quite believe that and i believe also that he had not the plunk to kill him but he did his best to get ned into trouble by killing agstone what rubbish cried mrs rover feverishly if he killed the one he would have murdered the other and would have chosen ned in preference huh. Perhaps with a refinement of cruelty, Rover wished Ned to be hanged and so slaughtered Agstone in the hope that Ned would be accused. And accused Ned would have been, cried Prelice decisively, but that I brought in your guest to see him helpless. Mrs. Rover twisted her hands in her hair. It's impossible, I tell you, she lamented, hoping against hope. Dolly is a fool he never would be a murderer he hasn't the plunk heaven knows that i have no cause to love him and that he stands in the way of my happiness but i tell you dory that i would have cut off my right hand sooner than have brought you in here to spy out his shame i am glad to hear you say that constance returned prelice quietly for it shows that you have honor if not love and that even to secure your happiness with ned you will not stoop to injure the man who is your husband but think my dear girl is it not better that i should find this than jadby jadby the man who loves mona what has he got to do with it everything said prelice tersely he wishes to secure mona as his wife and will stop at nothing you may wonder how i came to guess that your husband's dressing-room was in this flat and how i came to know that this sham dress was hidden behind these clothes i can explain very shortly i consulted madame marie eppingrave that fortune-teller gasped constance staring i have consulted her myself and she told me a lot of rubbish surely you do not believe what she says in that shoddy room of hers i am bound to believe said prelice dryly seeing that the domino with the attached frock front is here as she stated but she may not have told me so by means of occult power in spite of her claim to exercise the same in some earthly way i know not how she knew where this he touched the domino was to be found she will tell captain jadby to whom she is much attached and then he will come here to make what trouble he can therefore you can understand that it is better for rover 
that i should be the discoverer yes i see i see murmured constance and tottered towards a chair to fall into it oh horrible horrible but there must be some explanation dory think of one think of one women as prelice reflected at the moment were most extraordinary here was a wife who avowedly hated a husband of the trickery effeminate sort yet when chance placed a weapon against him in her hand she refused to use it despite the temptation of thus ridding herself forever of a marital incubus rover had practically killed her father he had cheated her into a match which she loathed and he was doing his best to make her unhappy in the face of it all his deceived wife defended him and this against the strong desire which she had for the man who truly loved her truly women were strange however it was not prelice's business to analyze mrs rover's feelings what he had to do was to learn the meaning of rover's hiding the domino in his cupboard and this he proceeded to do was jed be at your ball he asked abruptly i never asked him i don't know him she replied clasping her hands tightly but you know that owing to the mass many people shady people too were there captain jadby might have come also he did come said prelice quickly for he was one of the first to unmask when seeing ned insensible and to blame me certainly he may have come up the stairs opportunely but since he wore a domino and mask i am sure that he was at the ball what color was the domino blue light blue rejoined prelice promptly there were many blue dominoes murmured constance i wonder why this man came to my ball ah that is what we have to find out but another question prelice cleared his throat presuming as we must that your husband wore this made-up thing did he know what you would wear yes assented mrs rover then started up with a cry and a very pale face oh dory dory are you going to say that my dress was imitated by him so that i might be accused it looks like it said prelice reluctantly what else could he say but i can't believe that dolly would be so wicked said the poor wife anxiously and yet the dress is the same there is only a front to be sure but when worn anyone would have mistaken him for me a man always looks taller in women's clothes these are hardly women's clothes sufficiently like them to deceive anyone but you said that you spoke to someone wearing a dress like mine it was not me dory i should have remembered was it dolly i never spoke to you or to anyone dressed like you said prelice quickly i only told you that to get at the truth but i never expected to hear you say that you had worn the dress one thing i may tell you he added that the green domino seemed to be ubiquitous i saw him presuming your husband is the person talking and drinking and dancing all over the place i was dancing also said constance 
and if dolly wore a similar dress it is natural that you should see the frock and domino often dolly received my guests unmasked you know i remember but later he vanished and then might have prelice touched the domino significantly still there is one thing to be said he added how did your husband enter ned's flat don't you remember she said raising her head agstone brought in the lady dolly i suppose when ned was in that cataleptic state i forgot that but who admitted agstone what is the matter he asked this because constance rose suddenly to her feet with a cry of astonishment mr haken was at the ball she said alarmed i know i saw him that is i recognized him by his chuckle well mrs rover sat down again you know that mr haken is my godfather she remarked and when prelice nodded went on he was much distressed over my preference for ned seeing that i was married and came to remonstrate with me on the night of the ball hm said prelice coolly i wondered why he was at the ball a most unusual festivity for a dry-as-dust old man like uncle simon to be at i gave him the key said constance in a low voice the key what key the key of ned's flat constance how did you become possessed of the key with a bent head and a hurried low voice she explained dolly was very cruel to me at times he even struck me and i could not strike back at a little rat like that i told ned who was furious and wanted to frighten dolly i prevented him so that there might be no scandal ned then gave me the key of his flat he had an extra key and told me if dolly ever struck me again to come to him i should not have thought of doing so but to quieten ned i consented to take the key what an injudicious thing to do breathed prelice alarmed if your husband knew he might do a lot of damage but how did uncle simon get the key out of you i told him about it the night of the ball he got me into a quiet corner to remonstrate so i explained everything mr haken was angry at ned for having given me the key he was quite right interposed prelice ned ought to have had more sense than to do such a mad thing go on mr haken insisted upon having the key and then said that he would go down and see ned prelice turned suddenly pale was this what horace had warned him against when he advised him to leave the case alone did uncle simon go he asked in a stifled voice i don't know he certainly said that he would go down and give ned back the key and talk to him about his folly in letting me have it prelice felt uncomfortable and his thoughts flew to his aunt with her merry ways it would be terrible for lady sophia if haken were involved in this dreadful case and indeed if he were as seemed apparent from constant's story prelice wished that he had taken the doctor's advice and had left it well alone while he was puzzling over this new problem and trying to find reasons against his uncle's complicity he heard constance cry out and looked up 
to see rover standing in the doorway the little stockbroker dressed to perfection and overdressed at that looked more dapper and neat than ever his face was more colorless his eyes more plaintive and blue than they had been in the artificial light in which he had received his wife's guests such a mean-looking bloodless man could scarcely get into a rage yet a venomous look crept into his eyes as he surveyed his wife and her visitor what is the meaning of this he demanded trying to assume the dignity of an injured husband which sat very badly on him before constance could speak lord prelice stepped forward with a domino over his arm and spread it out this is the meaning of my being in your dressing-room mr rover he said sharply and perfectly cool i found this behind some clothes in yonder cupboard how dare you search into my private affairs cried dolly standing on tiptoe and growing red is it not better that i should do so than the police mr rover the little man looked genuinely puzzled the police what do you mean by mentioning the police this dress this domino both are an imitation of the dress and domino which your wife wore at the ball and the lady who was introduced by agstone to make shepworth insensible if you remember the case was arrayed in this way instead of turning pale dolly became redder than ever and turned like a snake on his wife you he said savagely you entered shepworth's flat you dared to i never was near the flat said constance coming very close to him and looking down contemptuously from her great height and if you dare to hint at such a thing i shall leave you for ever i have put up with enough from you don't drive me too far mr rover has enough to do to defend himself without troubling you constance said prelice quietly dolly started what do you mean he asked nervously this sham dress was hidden in your cupboard i never saw it before i didn't know it was there dolly gasped for he was beginning to scent danger the presumed woman introduced by agstone was dressed in this went on lord prelice mercilessly you hated shepworth you wished to get him into trouble and so prelice stopped i leave you to draw your own inferences he ended dolly trembled as well he might for the visitor had drawn up a very good case against him i tell you i never saw the dress before he quavered and how did you find it that is neither here nor there said prelice wishing to shield constance from the mean wrath of the little man later on the police can explain the police the police dolly grew as white as a sheet constance laid her hand on his shoulder don't be afraid dolly i do not believe that you killed that man agstone dolly brushed her hand away with the snarl of a terrified cat keep yourself to yourself he snapped showing his teeth you hate me so you need not defend me i don't love you answered constance bitterly i have small cause to considering the way in which you tricked me all the same 
i do not wish to see you get into trouble over a crime which i truly believe you had not plunk enough to commit you were quite right retorted her husband shamelessly i never did have plunk enough to kill a fly much less a human being i should have stabbed your lover long ago if i had shepworth is not mrs rover's lover said prelas quietly he is she is always howling after him taunted the venomous little man but she sold herself to me and and you did not pay the price said constance scornful and still no dolly chuckled i got the better of you there but you are my wife now and i'll make you pay shepworth can marry that criminal girl whenever he likes i hope he will so as to torment you mrs rover's eyes flashed ned shall never marry she began when prelice made a sign to her to keep the secret of the new engagement and spoke himself coldly and sternly miss chent's character has been perfectly cleared by her acquittal mr rover and if you dare say a word against her i shall throw you out of the window how brave you are in defending shepworth's bride said dolly wincing at the flash in prelice's blue eyes i am replied the other not contradicting the mistake under which he saw dolly labored but as yet you have not proved your innocence there is no need to prove it rover's voice whimpered unsteadily it is ridiculous to accuse me this dress was hidden in your cupboard insisted prelice what of that this room was used as a place for the coats and hats of the men who came to the ball any one of them might have hidden the domino and frock there i did not i received my guests unmasked and afterwards put on a black silk domino ah prelice took a step forward then it was you who appeared in shepworth's dining-room and who gave the alarm yes it was me i came down to see shepworth and to make it plain to him that he was not to make love any longer to my wife he never did make love since our marriage flashed out constance with scorn ned has been true to honor as i have been prelice raised a hand to stop a promising quarrel between the ill-matched couple only you rover knew what kind of dress your wife was to wear at the ball he said judicially only you could have had a similar one made so as to get her into trouble i expect another person knew cried dolly with a flash of triumph in his china-blue eyes yes i asked haken to come to the ball to remonstrate with constance about her love for shepworth he is godfather to constance as you know i was aware that constance would try to dodge haken as she didn't want to be scolded so i described her dress to him that there might be no mistake haken was at the ball lord Brelis. why don't you accuse him the young man sneered although he felt distinctly nervous at the many proofs accumulating against his uncle haken had no reason to get shepworth into trouble you had nothing would have pleased me better but i should have stopped short of putting my neck into a noose and i did i tell you again that i don't know how that domino frock thing came to be in my cupboard 
that i never entered shepworth's flat as i certainly could not do so without a key and that i was the man in the black silk domino who gave the alarm and when i entered the flat then you had left the door open all this explanation was perfectly natural and dolly gave it with such an air of truth that prelice was reluctantly obliged to believe him the young man threw the domino over his shoulder and moved to the door i shall take this with me he said curtly and see the police asked rover with twinkling eyes no not at present not at any time if you value your uncle's liberty what do you mean prelice faced round sharply i mean nothing as i know nothing but there is as much evidence against haken as against me and if you accuse me i shall accuse him how will lady sophia like a scandal of that sort eh prelice turned away without vouchsafing a reply i shall see you again constance he said coldly you shall not see her until shepworth marries mona chent snapped the venomous little husband and i shall move heaven and earth to bring that about you will need to retorted prelice remembering his engagement and thinking how angry dolly would be when he learned the truth and let me tell you rover that if you ill-treat your wife i shall make it my business to thrash you dolly drew back and snarled but seemed distinctly afraid prelice with a nod to the unhappy wife passed from the room and out of the flat he felt distinctly nervous about simon haken End of chapter 20